Welcome to another episode of IELTS with Huyen. And today we're going to talk about textbook or real-life English in IELTS. Because we all know that there is a difference between textbook English and real-life English. As you can see from my accent, I am not a native speaker. And I think that the majority of people who have taken IELTS is non-native. It means that we all started to learn English at one point in our life. And we all started with a textbook. I believe that if you are listening to my podcast, you might be following other English teachers on social media, for example. Uh, by the way, if you are not following me on TikTok and Instagram, please do so. Um, they might have told you that textbook English and real life English are not necessarily the same. What is written in textbook might not be naturally used in real life and what we use in real life might not be mentioned in textbooks. So the big question here is in IELTS, what kind of English should we use? Before I can answer that question, let's take a look at the differences between textbook English and real life English. To demonstrate, I'm going to give you an example. A few days ago, I watched a video about action vocabulary, which I guess was excerpted from an English textbook. A part of it went like, sip, I sip the water. I do understand that in this concept, they are trying to teach people the meaning of the word sip. However, sip can be a verb, like they introduce, but it can also be a noun, as in, I take a sip. And to be honest with you, in real life, I rarely hear anyone say, Hey, I'm sipping some water, wait a second. But I only hear people say, Hey, I'm taking a sip, wait a second. Another example. So the majority of textbooks will tell you that if you want to ask for something, you need to make a question. And a proper question contains an auxiliary verb, a verb, a subject, etc. Such as, Hey Huyen, do you have a minute? In real life, however, you will find that people say this full question when they are being formal or very formal, or when they are trying to ask for something like a favor. For example, when they want to extend their leave. Instead, we often say, Hey Huyen, you have a minute? With our tone raised a little bit at the end of the question. But this I don't think is mentioned in textbooks. Now, let's get back to our question. So, in IELTS, should we use textbook English or real-life English? We are not looking for the ordinarily good one, we are looking for the better one. Because we want to impress the examiners with our English. So if you ask me, I would say that I am a firm believer of a natural English. I do believe that textbooks sometimes give us a confusing concept of how English is spoken and written all over the world. You know, English itself and any other languages vary from region to region. So textbooks are kind of limited. But it doesn't mean that I am telling you to ignore all the grammatical rules, expressions, vocabulary in textbooks. Because there is also a difference between the English we use in real life and the English we use in IELTS. And the difference is named grammar and vocabulary. So as I said, I prefer natural English. So in my opinion, we should sound natural. But there is always a but in anything in life. In real life, it is not compulsory for you to be grammatically correct when you speak or when you write. Except for when you write something official or formal. In IELTS, on the other hand, 
grammar is one of the criteria to assess your speaking and writing. Unique skill grammar takes up 25% of your overall band score. The same thing would apply to vocabulary. Now you have a formula. Grammatically correct with natural, you have the IELTS English. It might sound a little bit confusing and complicated for you. You might be asking yourself, so what is the bottom line? You see, IELTS English is a combination of textbook English and real-life English. Because of that, there are a lot of misconceptions. And here comes one of those. A lot of people believe that the more complicated your sentences are, the higher scores you will get. So you have to make it as complicated as possible, you have to use big words, apply as much grammar as you can, and you have to show that you are smart. You have to do it, otherwise you will fail. And that is not 100% true. Firstly, there is no pass and fail in IELTS. It is only in your head and in your expectation. For example, if you want 7 and you get only 6.5, you consider it fail but you will still get the certificate. It's up to you to collect it or not though. Secondly, you don't have to be so complicated to get a high score. In fact, there are so many IELTS teachers who have talked about this and I do believe that they have succeeded in IELTS without being too complicated. Just like me, I prefer simple, natural, but correct English for my IELTS practice. But if you prefer the philosopher style as I call it, you are free to do so but make sure it is correct. If I had to choose, I would say correct first, expert later. So here comes the bottom line. You have to be correct and you have to sound natural. That's all. It doesn't matter if you prefer simple or complicated style. You must be correct and natural first. You know, I started IELTS about seven years ago and back then I did not have a good tactic. And I struggled a lot. But after seven years, I believe that I have collected a full set of good tactics and I'm gonna share with you right now. My tactics are very simple, okay? One, I stick to the grammar points in the textbooks because I believe that there are no better and more reliable options than textbooks. Of course, they should come from reliable publishers and authors. Two. I try to use grammatically correct English even in my daily conversations. It helps me familiarize myself with how my English should be in the exam and it also allows me to detect my mistakes. As a result, I can correct them. 3. I read and listen a lot to native speakers to get to know the natural English and I also try to detect the mistakes they often make to avoid in my IELTS. I'm not trying to nitpick here, but sometimes native speakers also make mistakes and we can learn a lot from those mistakes. 4. I apply what I learn from textbooks, reading and listening to my practice. And that is how I got 8.5 and that is why I am confident to teach. Now you see, this is purely my opinion. You may have different opinions and you may believe in different things. If you do, please share. And maybe we can have a chat later. In the meantime, please don't forget that I am on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook also. Do follow me if you want to learn a little more about IELTS. And if you are interested in my classes, my workshops, my uh, correction services, contact me. Details are on my website or you can directly send me a message. Or send me a question on TikTok because I also have Q&A section over there. Now, have fun learning!